Today, we are talking with Golden Harvest agronomist Brad Cook about things you need to consider before planting soybeans or corn in early April. Now, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, Heritage Ag Solutions, so you don't miss future episodes. We can be found on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as heritageagpodcast.com. For more agronomy insights, be sure to visit goldenharvestseeds.com for a collection of agronomy articles pertaining to climate, crop protection and management, seed treatment, and more. In addition, our 2021 Agronomy in Action Research Review Handbook is now out, so you can download a digital copy for free on that website, goldenharvestseeds.com. Now, without further ado... Here is my conversation with Brad. So today we wanted to talk agronomy. So Brad, I will go ahead and turn it over to you. If you wouldn't mind, let's uh, get started here. Introduce yourself. And if you could talk a little bit about your role with Golden Harvest and your history with the company. Good afternoon, Justin. Yeah, Brad Cook, agronomist for West Central Illinois um, with Golden Harvest Seed. Um, been with the company 13 years um, plus um, in various agronomy roles, field research, sales, and um, and technical service, as well as in uh, some crop protection and digital roles. So um, look forward to talking with you here about uh, early planting soybeans and, and corn. Yep, so we've got the weather uh, warming up. This morning was a little bit chilly, but we're talking, you know, 70s in the forecast, and the sun's shining, so a lot of growers are getting the itch. Uh, Specifically, we're hearing growers talking about planting soybeans, getting those in the ground. So what are your thoughts on planting soybeans this time of year? Is there a minimum soil temperature that you need to see, or what metric are you using to go off of as far as if we're ready or not? Well, there's a few metrics, but um, we are going to have a window of planting next week for sure. And when and when you're when it's this early, I really do um, favor planting soybeans before corn. Um, I do think we may have a window for corn um, next week as well. But focusing on soybeans early, what I look at is is the soil fit, meaning is it at a stage where it's dry enough on top to plant. Um, throw your planter across and have good seed to soil contact trench closure things like that um i'm a big advocate if you are going you know it, <clears throat> when the soil's fit on top to where you can probably plant if you go down if you if i and i did i have dug down actually this morning and if you go five six seven eight inches deep um there's still quite a bit of moisture in the ground and so my my concern is that we go out there and do some aggressive tillage with deep field cultivators or something like that and create compaction i'm I'm a um i'm a firm believer and if it's fit on top um no till vertical till um when it's this early because realistically the soil is really not that dry um at tillage step right now okay so there might be producers that do uh, no-till beans, you know, straight into corn stubble. You said you're kind of leaning more towards 
vertical tillage or reduced tillage this time of year, um, but on down the road, maybe deep tillage if the soil is dry uh, down underneath that initial layer. That that's exactly right. Um, I'm not saying I, I'm not a hundred percent no-till advocate. And there's places for tillage for sure, and and we see. I mean, you see responses to early early growth with with tillage before soybeans. Um, it's just when it's this early. I don't think we've dried out deep enough to do a lot of tillage. So if we do need to warm, you know, feel like you want to warm the soil up or, or create a better seed bed, I'm a, I'm a fan of the vertical tillage. Um, but most of these planters are set up now to where you can no-till um, so effectively and, and efficient, efficiently. Um, but that I think it's a good way to go. Um, yes, soil temperature will be a little bit um, cooler in a no-till environment, but um, and that's another thing to talk about is, is soil temperature and planting depth. When we're planting this early, um, even with soybeans, we want to we want to be an inch and a half to clo- even close to two inches deep. And that's specifically so that we don't get the big waves or the fluctuations in soil temperature that you get in that top half inch overnight and then through the next day. Um, we want to get just a consistent soil moisture um, and temperature to get them up even though it may take a little bit longer as well as then that also puts a barrier um, and protects them from soil applied uh, herbicides as well, which is an issue with early planting beans. You've got beans, you know, coming up slower. You may be, you may get some rain events on them. And then with some of your soil applied PPO type chemistries, those can work on the, the next of those soybeans is they come out of the ground more slowly. So that's another consideration. Um, and I'm not saying don't apply herbicides. Um, weed control is a, a, you know, if you're going to have soybeans out there that long, weed control is something you really got to think about. But um, you got to think about those things when you are planting into a cooler um, environment. Okay. So one and a half to two inches deep to avoid those soil temperature fluctuations. How early is too early? I mean, I've heard about guys doing trials early in March or, um, you know, even late winter um, just to kind of see what happens. Uh, have you had any experiments with things like that? Yeah, I- I've seen those situations. What you typically see is quite a bit of stand reduction. Um, that's a long time for a soybean to be out there. Um if you're going that early, you better have a heavy, um, a hefty duty seed treatment uh, with multiple modes of action against uh, diseases and insects and, and cyst nematodes, and southern de- sun death syndrome, and everything like that. So you're just putting that 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 plant more susceptible to all those early season pathogens by going that early. So um, in our stu- in our trials, um, late March, early April gives max benefit to to the early planting um i think some of these people going out ultra early is just to get larger producers and are just trying to get over some ground earlier um so our our recommendation is is like right now is a perfect time to go out and plant early soybeans okay yeah well and you'd mentioned um seed treatment so we've got our cruiser max vibrance fungicide and then also saltro for sudden death so getting those, those soybeans in the ground earlier in the planting season, that just makes those seed treatments all the more critical? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I would not go out in early April, um, you know, really any time in this type of situation without a, some sort of a seed treatment 
on the bean. Um, I mean, you're, you're just looking for, for stand loss issues. And, and yes, soybeans can still yield at reduced populations. We know that. We know that 80 to 100,000 final stand will produce maximum yields. But um, you're just re- you're taking a lot of chances with, you called it out, <clears throat> contracting sudden death syndrome, which you, you, that infects early and then propagates later on for the yield loss. Um, the other thing that I think some people forget about is um, bean leaf beetles. I mean, if you're the, one of the first ones out planting beans and you got beans coming up, that's going to be their target. And so a, a seed applied insecticide is going to be important as well from that standpoint. Um, and, you know, again, looking at genetic resistance to some of these uh, diseases, you know, I, yeah, things like Saltro, Alevo, those are good products. They work well on sudden death syndrome. But I, I don't know that I'd go out with a soybean that has a very low genetic um, resistance to sudden death and just think that, the seed treatment is going to be the magic bullet. Um, I, li- I like to pair both of those genetic resistance um, as well as the seed treatments when, when going early. Okay. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned um, stand count because that's kind of what it all comes down to, right? So you mentioned 80 to 100,000 range final stand. So planting early, we need to, to ratchet that planting population up a little more. Is that what that looks like? Well, it goes, it goes back to what what conditions are you planting in um and if you're using that seed treatment honestly if you're if you're using a a full seed treatment um against things like pythium and and sudden death um fusarium uh the early robbers of stand um which which is not sudden death that that would be things like you know the fusarium pythium pythophthora the damping off diseases if you're protecting against that I don't know that you really – data does not show you've got to increase your populations um, going going early. Quite frankly, a lot of people are planting less using the Cadillac, Cadillac seed treatments that we've just discussed to induce um, greater branching um, and take advantage of having those plants out there longer, spaced out a little bit more. They have a lot more photo photo period time to branch. And so, I mean, that's really what we're trying to do, right, when we're planting early. It's all about yield. You're trying to get more nodes, um, more more pods per node, and, and, and ultimately size of your bean. That's that's your components to yield. Really, population doesn't influence that until you get below about 80,000. Um, very different than corn, where corn yield is driven by population. So what we're trying to do going early is get multiple nodes out there so that's that's you can do that by getting a a taller well not necessarily a taller plant but a plant that is stacking nodes because it's out there longer as well as as the branches um that's the goal is to get more nodes by going early okay so connected to that idea of wanting the most nodes this is something i've always been told and i'm going to run it past you and get your thoughts but i've always been told as you get later in the planting season to plant fuller season soybeans, and that has to do be with that photo period and, and nodes. Is that accurate? And if so, I mean, can you kind of walk us through how that works? Yeah, that's a good that's a good discussion. Um, and so there's years and years of data to support what you just said. As we get into later planting scenarios, to go with a later maturing soybean, and what you're trying to do there 
is get more vegetative growth on the plant before it goes into its reproductive period. You'll get that with a a fuller season bean. It's going to go through more vegetative stages before it starts to flower. Um, On the flip side, you got, you got early planting. Um, And so there's still research going on 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 what is the best, um, you know, maturity to do that. And so I don't want to really give a definitive answer because that's something that's still in research. Um, what the early results have seen is that if you are going to, if you are going to plant a spread of maturities all early, you really want to do your full season first because it needs to get to that V3, V4 period before the, before the day length changes so that it, it will initiate flowering. Um, with an early planted, early maturity, early planted, it's going to get there um, before that day length change and initiate flowering. Uh, actually, they'll, they will flower before the summer solstice, and that's been proven. Um, if you miss that window, then they can they literally just keep growing um, very tall and um, before they get to they get too growthy um, before they start flowering. So there's research that needs to be done, um, quite frankly, um, on all that. And the normal planting period, again, plant your early stuff early, finish with your late. In this early, early piece, um, there's still more research that needs to be done. I don't know that there's really a wrong or right answer at this point. Um, you know, in our neck of the woods, we're planting three O's to, to four O's, basically. Um, so I think choosing any, if you're going to, I mean, plant all your beans in the next week or two, um, I think go with whatever makes the best sense as far as um, genetic resistance to some of these diseases over maturity. We didn't talk about this question ahead of time. But looking at commodity prices and compared to the prices of, say, inputs like nitrogen specifically, it might make some producers start to think outside of the box. So if they have ground that was in soybeans last year in 2020, what are your thoughts about planting that ground to soybeans again this year? Is that something producers could consider or should that be completely off the table? It's absolutely something they they could consider. Um, You know, you just saw the market where we rally limit up, I think the other day after the, after the report, I mean, soybeans are extremely profitable crop right now. Um, and I've covered multiple States in my, in my different roles. Missouri was one of those, um, lots of beans after beans in that state. I know we get a little bit scared about that in Illinois, but, um, I've seen beans, I've seen, I've seen fields and beans for multiple years, um, yield well. It just depends on how you you know how you manage it. So if you're going to go beans on beans, be thinking about um, really it's mainly it's disease, disease management, you know. So just another reason for a full full seed treatment, um, and then really be thinking about fungicide um, fungicide applications in season because all that inoculum is 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 there from last year. So. Um, and then the other thing you got to consider is just nutrient removal and things like that. Um, make sure you're adequately fertilizing again for for um, high potassium um, uptake and, and uh, things like that. 
Uh, well, that is actually all the questions I had. Do you have any, any thoughts you'd like to share or anything that I, I haven't asked that I should about you know, if guys are, or producers are going to start being in the fields very soon, what are things they need to have on their radar? You know, ultimately, looking at that forecast, you know, with soybeans, I like to see them at least get planted and get some, get imbibed, meaning um, take up the water for germination at least 24 hours between, you know, a a cooler rain event. Um, And it looks like we're going to have that window. Um, It's not quite as critical with corn. With corn, I'll tell you, I want that out there 72 hours before those type of events at minimum 48 Um, so again, that's why to me, planting soybeans really early, there's just less risk, um, from that standpoint. And if we do lose some population, it's really no big, it's until you get past that, that threshold we talked about, it's, it's not detrimental to yield like it is with corn. Um, I'm very picky with corn. Um, so let's put, we can talk briefly about putting out corn. I think we'll get it. I think we truly will get a window next week to do that. We're going to have several days in the low eighties, upper seventies. Soil temps will get warm enough, um, for germination. Um, there's a few rain events scattered in there, but, but nothing huge. I would much rather plant corn into perfect soil conditions. That is that are cool, maybe even under the germination, the 50 degree, um, soil temperature with, out major rain in the forecast the, the, the over my years the worst stands of corn i've ever seen is planted in late april or, or sometime in may and then you get a three four inch rain you know rain event mm-hmm. and it's that's just detrimental you lose soil oxygen disease you know you still you have disease issues and stands it's very detrimental to the stands you don't typically see those big rain events in, in, in early April, April showers. Um, but you know, your thunderstorms are typically later on. So, um, I've told a lot of people if the soil's fit and we got a decent forecast here in the next two weeks, go ahead and stick corn on the ground as well, uh, versus waiting. You never know. I mean, we may not get in our chance until, you know, until May, like we had last year. And then you plant and you get a, a huge rain event and you're out there redoing it all. I've watched that for the last two, two years. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not fun. We, we really just need to look at, can we get that corn in the ground and can we get it imbibed with, 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 with good soil water, um, before a cold rain event or really cold nights, um, which it appears to be over with, um, after last night. So we've seen quite a few anhydrous tanks rolling here the last couple of days. If they are doing spring applied anhydrous, how long do they need to wait before they can plant into that? Oh boy, there's another game topic of conversation. <laughs> it's not a one word, not a one sentence answer. Um, with spring anhydrous, um, whether it's you know with a, just a normal applicator or with a strip till applicator, whatever, it is all about depth and and rate so you can af- effectively plant corn on top of anhydrous if it goes on deep so that it adheres to that soil moisture down deep um you know and depending on your rate so if you're going out with 220 to fit you know 50 pounds of anhydrous product um and only putting it on four to five inches deep 
and you plant the next couple of days over that, you're probably going to have an issue. Okay. So, and I've and I've seen it. I've also seen where you go out and you put it on eight inches deep, um, and maybe it's it's a part of your fertility program. So maybe you're putting out 150 pounds of product, um, and then you're finishing it off with a planter or side dress. Then there, you know, there's no issue. Um, the general thrum was always what you know, waiting five to seven days, but but it, it just goes back to how deep you're applying the product and you know there's a lot of custom application with with retail and hydras they're pulling those machines with quad tracks and I, they're going they're going with they're going deep which is what they should be doing and they can do that with all that horsepower and that's what i've seen a lot this past week was machines out there with quads going deep and, and that's the way you should do it and at that point you can plant um whether you're planting on it or you're leveling it you can plant fairly soon um, in, in that type of situation, I, again, I've seen guys run a bar, you know, your older bars, you know, they don't have enough horsepower on it. So they're cheating it up and they're only putting it on four inches deep. You're planting two inches, right? That's not enough of a barrier between that type of a, of an, a product and, and, um, this, a seed of corn. So all goes back to method of application, depth and, and soil moisture. Okay, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Now, we recorded this episode on Friday, April 2nd, 2021. And as we go into the holiday weekend, we hope you have a good Easter holiday with your family. We are starting up the planner to begin the planting season. Please remember to stay safe out there. Remember, you can always give us a call at 309-337-9081 with any in-season planting needs. We'll be happy to drop off a couple of bags so you have what you need for this to be a successful planting season. We are Heritage Ag Solutions, helping you leave a legacy that lasts. We'll catch you next time.